0: Welcome to episode number two of You Haven't Seen That. Uh, My name is Eric and this is my wonderful co-host. My name's Chris. How are you going? If you heard our first episode last week, this podcast is all about films that I missed during my childhood. um, And really felt were important misses, really. Um,
1: Yeah, yeah. It's sort of those, those key touchstone moments that are either like either the films that everyone seemed to see when they were growing up in the late 80s early 90s or ones that became giant cultural or pop culture touchstones i guess
0: yeah the ones that are just referenced in every simpsons and family guy episode ever yeah like it, yeah <laughs> like
1: it's it's you've pretty much seen citizen kane or the godfather if you've watched the first 5 seasons of the simpsons stuff like that exactly like it's just referenced right. over yep. and over
0: so like et phone home yeah i've seen it now in 1975 he directed Jaws. In 1978, he directed Close Encounters of the Third Kind. In 1981, he directed Raiders of the Lost Ark.
1: And now, Steven Spielberg brings us E.T. The Extra-Terrestrial. Yes. This this was a big one. Uh, Steven Spielberg's nineteen eighty two film E. T. the Extraterrestrial. And I've even actually heard people refer to it as an even longer title of E. T. the Extraterrestrial and his adventures on Earth. Which is, Really? No, come on, it's not called that.
0: <laughs> Can't
1: be Yeah. But um yeah, this is a massive, massive film, I think, not just um in terms of it being a childhood film and a very kind of family centric film, but it was just massive. Like it's mm. it's a huge, huge film in terms of like cinematic culture.
0: Uh, yeah, it was. It shaped a lot of, to my understanding, well, it was a huge part of all those like '80s childhood adventure films. Mm. I mean, watching it, I thought also of like, you know, buddy films like um, Free Willy and things like that, Ooh. where child befriends creature that isn't a human perhaps and helps him and helps it achieve its goal out of the kindness of that child's heart yeah um, that's a good point that <laughs> made
1: that connection.
0: yeah that, that's for me I don't know whether E.T. did it first or not but I know it was one of the earliest to do it um, and um, yeah so it definitely reminded me of some of the other ones I had seen such as Free Willy yeah, um, yeah um, I know that when I told you that I hadn't seen this film this is that touched you a lot um, yeah that's... because this is one of your favorites of all time really isn't it?
1: Yeah this is one I would um not not a favorite of all time but I would put this happily within the top probably it would almost hit the top 3 Spielberg films I think. It's kind of hard that guy is one of the greatest. Yeah. I'm great. not even going to say arguably. it's like no it's a flat out fact <laughs> that he is one of the best filmmakers ever yeah um and to put this in it's easily in his top five films I think if there's like one or you could argue a spot in the top three I think yeah,
0: yeah. And it was very special for you during your childhood wasn't it
1: yeah yeah it was one that um I my mum had kind of shown me and my older brother a, a lot when we were kids and this was one that we used to go back to a lot um I remember I had a a storybook as well that was kind of like the expanded adventures and lore, and it was kind of set on ET's planet and gave you a little what? bit more about oh, cool. backstory about yeah, yeah. their whole like, <laughs> race and stuff, which is really cool. Um, and uh, <laughs> knowing we were going to do this uh, this movie in this episode today, I, uh, I thought I remembered an a awesome, awesome like Touchstone family moment that involves this film. Yep. Um, so I'm. I'm uh, part Canadian. Uh, my mum is Canadian and grew up there and all of her family still lives there. And when uh, we first went, uh, I'm, myself and my brother were born here in Australia, and when we first travelled over to Canada, I think I was two and a half, three years old and my brother I think was five or mm-hmm. turning five, and we met our grandmother for the first time. It was a very Lovely lady But she was a very elderly lady Living in a nursing home Already at that time And things mm-hmm. And I have A vivid memory And it's a wonderful story It's passed along Like my parents Love to tell And things It's It went something like My brother Nick Like Nick This is your grandma And like Met her for the first time And the first thing He said to her was Your hands look like E.T.'s <laughs> <laughs> so he just went straight to. It. And do you remember her reaction to the, the? What? Like what is? that And my mum having to try and like be like, oh, it's it's a. Never mind, never mind. It's, it's, it's a, a yeah, sort Yeah, of movie she, she, was very el- she was very. Yeah, elderly. She was very old. She Yeah. <laughs> so that she hadn't be, hit that touchstone of ET. She wasn't okay. that audience. But.
0: So you guys copped ET early. Yeah. Early, very
1: very yeah. early. Um. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it was like a. God, like. Regular rotation in our household from like probably yeah. nineteen eighty five nineteen like honestly from when I was when it, born
0: yeah yeah I I know that we growing up we had a a copy taped onto a cassette it must have been on TV or something like that and I, I I have some vague memories of watching a significant part of it I remembered bits of it like. When E.T. When e. was dressed up as a ghost for Halloween mm. and a couple of other things. But that's all I'd really... And I knew I never watched the whole movie.
1: Like those key striking images that burn into your kind of memory. I
0: yeah. Guess. yeah. I mean, other great scenes like E.T. just getting drunk in the family house during the <laughs> yeah. day. I do not remember that at all. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, so some other fantastic... And even the... um I I don't remember the bike ride bit, but I'm sure... Like the first bike ride, and definitely not the second one. And I feel like I probably should have. Um,
1: yeah, that is, that is I think, still, to this day, one of the most iconic kind of moments in Definitely cinema. iconic.
0: And uh, watching it now for the first time in conscious memory and actually remembering it, um, yeah, it, it's still like, despite it, I knew sort of what was coming and you'll cycle across in front of the moon. But I think what it's still magical and typical of, like I guess, John Williams and Steven Spielberg... The thing that I got out of it was they'd been hinting musically at the ET theme, yeah, and then they never dropped the proper theme. And whether you know it or not, no, I, I know it familiar, but I couldn't sing it to you. Um, the moment that that fully kicked in as a good like emotional driver to a significant event, yeah. Um, and then this kid's flying on a bike with this happy little alien friend, it, and you're just like, oh.
1: it it really <laughs> hits home. I I, yeah. I I've seen this film. I would say easily 30 times. Yeah. Like that, and that's being conservative. Yeah. Um, it, it still gets. Like, I got choked up, kind of. And I, yeah. it's not exactly an. Um,
0: a nostalgic choke up? It's, no,
1: it's just a. I think it's the power of the imagery and the. combined perfectly with the music that, like, makes it just yeah. pure cinema, I guess.
0: And that there's no evil characters in the film? No. Like, no. it's not one of those ones where. You know, you've got some government officials or something looking... You know, that you know they're lingering. Mm. Um, and you don't know what their intention is. But no
1: one's malicious.
0: Exactly right. There's no, like, evil cop no. <laughs> or something like that who you know is Captain Bad Guy. Yeah. Th- um,
1: this is something I, I I think Spielberg is so good at with this film and they, vague spoilers, I guess, for another film we'll eventually do. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Mm. Um, he He's so good at in dealing with alien and extraterrestrial stories, but dealing with it in a scientific and a, a, an approach of intrigue, I guess. Like, no one is... Yeah. In, there's nothing malicious or angry or vengeful or violent about these stories. It's all about discovery and wonder.
0: Even the scientists didn't want yeah. to just capture E.T. and, like chop him to pieces
1: no no they were like this is amazing I can't like they were as stoked as Elliot yeah was. originally
0: I was like oh this is typical yeah you know government reaction to alien mm. um it, it, I, I'm assuming that the, the kid's going to want to free the alien he'll have to fully like bust ETA out of there and crack some skulls no huh? it just was sad
1: see dead, mama I think so sweetheart we would want to come back
0: and, and like, even the human. And yeah, they understood. <laughs> they, they understood entirely, like, he kid, have some time alone with the dead aliens. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> Which I think is, like, jumping way ahead in Spielberg's career. I think it's a fault, like, when he does attempt to do angry alien stories, like, with War of the Worlds, it just mm. doesn't work.
0: Yeah, maybe I haven't. No, I have seen War of the Worlds, but. Just didn't clearly make space to remember it. Yeah, um, exactly, yeah. No, it's fine. Yeah, no, it's you're only, right. It it's... was. I all I got out of that was Dakota Fanning's a good actress.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> it, it. Just rewatching this film again, it makes me really nostalgic, and it makes me want uh, Spielberg to do another film that is just about hope and like. You, you know where he did pick it up? Super Eight. That no, that he just produced that. Oh, I yeah, uh, did. That's J.J. Abrams trying to do the most Try Spielberg. To, yeah, ever. I was
0: going to say that's why I thought it was. I knew Spielberg was involved.
1: I mean, Bridge um, of Spies. Like, I know not everyone loved that, but that had mm, some of those early elements. I don't know Ready Player One. We'll wait and see. But yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but I find E.T. Um, I guess it's they don't show you too much of Elliot really. You just know that like he's got an older brother and and a mum and a sister.
1: And his parents are recently...
0: Separated. Yeah. And they don't make you feel super sorry for him. It's the typical, like, you know, he wants to join in the game, but his older brother won't let him.
1: Yeah. I, and I that's mean that's about and it.
0: I... He's not desperately searching for a friend.
1: No, not really. And even if he... He seems to have friends at school and stuff. Mm. Like, it's not... it. And I think the divorce stuff is just... He puts them in all of his movies <laughs> because he, his parents got divorced in the yeah, yeah, okay. 50s and stuff. Like, back when it was you and it's... Yep. It's the running theme in pretty much every single film he does is absent fathers. And so that's
0: yeah, okay. seemingly
1: why the only reason I can think of why that's a story element in this one yep. other than to like, you know, have the, I I suppose, the thematic it... gap of
0: and it makes the family quite strong towards each other. Yes. Like what I what I liked about the film is you know, he shows his older brother and straight away his older brother's like, "Wow." It's yeah, an alien. yeah. Like, he believes him. He's happy to go along with it. They or immediately or... bond over it. Um, a uh, little Drew Barrymore, um, as well. Like, you know, that you know, he, he doesn't try and. Et is kind of his. He's claimed Et as his, but he's quite happy to share his toy. Very, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like yeah. You know, Drew Barrymore's like, I'm going to play in Elliot's room. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite line delivered the whole movie. What about shut up, Greg? Center supremus, zero charisma. Center supremus, zero charisma.
1: Supremus. Shut up, Greg. <laughs> okay, yeah, maybe. Or shut up, penis. breath <laughs> there's Nothing like that, penis breath, Elliot. No, is this something about I'm going to play in Elliot's room, and then it's like, okay, be nice. I will marry. <laughs> like, just the thing about a kid calling him, otherwise Mom, his first name. It's, name.
0: it's such good delivery, yeah. yeah, yeah. it's
1: so flat and monotone, yeah. it's perfect. Just with a little
0: tro- trolley thing. Mm. Um, but but yet, yeah, the, the family bond, perhaps, I don't know. Yeah. I do feel like the family and the mother, you know, they're all... Because
1: they've gone through some this recent shift in their dynamic, mm. because of that, they've all had to kind of work together, and that's...
0: Perhaps point. you can... You know, some some movies have to try and over-explain family dynamics and stuff. This one just gets it pretty right, pretty yeah. early. Like, you, you, the kids and, get along. You know, they look after each other. Mum clearly love, loves the kids and is obviously finding the divorce hard. But apart from that, hmm. family supportive. And, and you've
1: already got all that done. Yeah. And it's it's also a thing... It's not that important to the overall story. So it's, it's not something that you need to spend so much time no, developing. It's it not is.
0: like this is going to come back and be important later. Yeah. You're just like, all right, all the kids and family, know, they like each other. Yeah. You know, there's a bit of sibling rivalry to a degree, but that's about it.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm. Um, and that's good. They don't muck around on something that's irrelevant later. Yeah. Like, they could just have sibling rivalry for no reason that becomes, never pops its head up again.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's just unnecessary filler for, mm. until you get to your, you know, the end of the first act. It's just your pad. Yeah. it's padding. At that yeah, point. no padding
0: in that regard. So yeah. that's good. It's, um, it's
1: a crisp quick little film actually I, I remembered it being longer than it. Mm. it's it only goes for an hour 50 which it's a p- pretty good length really like yeah, I, think it, they, I always would have if you'd asked I would have said oh it goes for like two hours 10 to 15 yeah. I, I would have expected that but it's it's short and punchy I think
0: yeah like, I, think, um, I think the length seems pretty good to me I wouldn't want it to be any longer mm. I don't think it needs to be shorter either I think it sits
1: yeah there's nothing you would cut out <laughs> no
0: I think they they tightly edited it and, yeah. uh, and, and written it well yeah um, yeah, it's good. I love um I guess a very important extremely important element is the design of E. T. himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if you saw if you knew nothing about the film and you saw a freeze frame or just a picture of E. T., you'd be like, What the Jesus is that? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like if you look if you saw him static and totally individual with no sounds, no nothing, he's hideous.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's it's a very distinct.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which I I wonder if it goes back. To, uh, what pops in my head with the design, like because mm. it's so unique, is. There was an old um, rule that uh, cartoonists and animators used to follow. Um, yeah, it's uh, a good rule, I think. It's one I'd heard Matt Groening follows, which is why yeah, all the okay. Simpsons and Futurama characters are so distinct. Yeah, and it was an old Disney technique, I believe, where it was if the, make the character noticeable in a silhouette and unlike anything uh, you've seen yeah, before. okay. Which is why I think he's so. The shape of him is so. It's
0: so distinct, yeah, because yeah. there was a good silhouette um, scene. Fair, I think the morning after he met E.T., and E.T. Slept, e. slept in his cupboard, and it was quite silhouetted the day he was faking a sickie. Yeah. And E.T. walks through, and there's just a silhouette image of him and E.T. Yeah. communicating, and the light is. It's pretty much just a silhouette, but yeah, that's a. It, I remember thinking at the time, like, that's a, that's a sweet scene. That's cool. Yeah,
1: it's just the simple imagery. Yeah. And you pointed out as well, um, early on in the film, Spielberg's using his standard Jaws technique, which is the, the less you see, the better. Yeah. He really teases out E.T., and the first time you really get a proper look at him is when Elliot sits back down in the chair, and they're kind of doing a similar Jaws scene of mimicking each other. Yes,
0: yeah, and you finally get his face, and even then... And maybe he had maybe had puppet function problems again. <laughs> but ET doesn't move early on in the film. No, he's um, Elliot drapes a blanket or a shirt or whatever around his shoulders. He, he doesn't move.
1: You could chalk that up to you know the the character of ET being nervous and not wanting to. Yeah, and as he becomes more comfortable with the kids, it's when he becomes more free with his movements.
0: And I think it eases the audience into ET as well. Yeah, like you just if he was that
1: animated early on, you'd, yeah,
0: yeah. Which these days you would do probably because you can CGI it. But it works really well because you just get used to ET's face. Yeah, and then ET has a day on the the, the beers, and <laughs> he gets his what did you call it American single dad look. Yeah, he gets his American single dad on. He wanders down to the kitchen in a flannel <laughs> in the morning, goes straight for the old potato salad, Does
1: it, and then <laughs> hates hopes it. For beer instead, and, and then it. just
0: cracks a beer hmm. and walks into a cupboard door, and, and just has a wonderful morning, just getting hooked to TV and. <laughs>
1: But just that's, like an
0: American dad. Just like yeah, he has. A, but that scenes is awesome. It's got that just lovable and comedic and. Mm. What makes ET immediately non-threatening is his his vocals. Like early on, like when these, that was his early scenes in the forest at nighttime, when he he just sounds like a scared cat or something. Yeah,
1: it's something like it's very innocent and it's it's the one moment like after the ship has been taken off. There's a very. Weak and sympathetic, like uh, kind of noise. You just, your
0: heart melts. (laughs) You know, immediately that, like, this thing's not really going to be very threatening, I don't think. No, no. (laughs) And Um... I
1: think that, like, it's very a conscious thing. Like, there was no need early on to go inside. It's like one of the very first shots of the film is inside Mm. their ship, actually. Mm, Yeah. And you see, it's very organic, and what they're doing by le- like you know theoretically by landing in a forest is they're collecting plant samples as well yeah they're
0: not like, there to be destructive or take over. no uh, by seeing them
1: like pulling out little saplings and examining plants and then you cut to the inside of their ship and it's very mm. organic and there's plants everywhere you get the idea of like oh, these are very organic kind of nurturing creatures yeah, it's
0: not a cold stainless steel ship with angular pointy creatures with no. like bug legs
1: which also i guess uh, goes towards et's design It's always very round and very you know there's no nothing sharp or anything to him <laughs> <laughs> not like you commented like i don't know how he made it up those stairs yeah his little <laughs> wobbly feet <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: so like yeah he clearly his mobility is Not the best. Mm. He probably doesn't have great
1: ninja skills.
0: No. Um.
1: (laughs) He's he's the opposite of Yoda.
0: Yes, he is. The complete opposite of Yoda.
1: (laughs) But um, I did find out, like, if you're intrigued just based on the design, Mm. like what. uh, Carlo Rambaldi is the man who designed uh, E.T. Yeah, I saw
0: him in the credits. Yeah, Yeah. uh,
1: the inspirations, uh, he he kind of melded three things together to create E.T.'s face. Uh, Apparently. A monkey? No, it was uh, the poet Carl Sandberg. Albert Einstein Okay And a pug <laughs> That sounds like an internet meme Like but The best thing about that I'm looking on the Yeah, look at the back cover You can definitely see Einstein <laughs> I, I reckon once you oh, see yeah, it yeah. You kind of can't unsee it You reckon in the eyes? Yeah Yeah And the nose is definitely the pug yeah. dog Yeah, he's got the,
0: the pug nose that rises up into his forehead a bit Yeah And I don't know Maybe the poet had a long
1: neck I guess, possibly <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, interesting. That's. Yeah. I. I just would have thought he'd just get a few animals and mush them together. But no, he's actually taken famous personalities and. Yeah,
1: it just like it's that kind of face swapping or yeah. melding technology. <laughs> ah. Hmm. But um, I guess like the the kind of key the key question to ask and probably what we'll be asking for each of these films mm. is, I. It's kind of the two parter one of like. Uh, we'll start with you as current day adult, Eric, what did you think of the film?
0: Yeah, it was good. Still, yeah, still enjoyed it. Um, I think the big thing for me regarding that was as an adult watching it is it's, you connect with the relationship between Elliot and E.T. really comfortably. Mm. Like the performances by all the kids and the mum and and all the main actors and stuff are just great. Like Mm. Drew Barrymore does a great job, older brother, whatever his name is. I forgot something.
1: Norton, I think, or McNaughton. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: that guy. Yeah. Um, like the the relationships between all the siblings is really good, and just the, it's just really lovely, and um and you just connect with this journey when Et says he wants to go home. Elliot's like, all right, I'll help you, even though you know you'd probably rather he stay. Yeah. Um, and it's he, just kind of conveyed through little little things, and just typical of anything with John Williams musing it, like it just sits. Yeah
1: god damn this music is it's just I,
0: such a good yeah. reminder of what good music can do to films yeah. um
1: this is, it, it's and john williams in particular this is you forget how powerful the music is in this film it's god. that that finale with that giant fanfare and mm. it just ends with timpani drums going yes. nuts
0: and, and then there are subtle moments where there's just harps playing yeah. i think when they were Mimicking each other's facial expressions and stuff. There was just like harp music, really gentle harp music.
1: And it's also <laughs> a, a film where there are massive chunks where there is no dialogue. Yes, there's it, a lot just of just visual storytelling melded perfectly with the music. Like, yeah. um, I I actually made a note of watching it this time. There's no the first time the first line is spoken at eight minutes into the film.
0: Is that the the, 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 kids, the kids playing kids, D&D? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's
1: eight minutes in is when it finally. Starts. Other than that, yeah. it's just driven by and Donald to score. Yeah,
0: and you were... You're in. Yeah. And you're invested. <laughs> yeah. You de- no, and that's it. They capture you early by showing multiple aliens, sort of. Yeah. Uh, stuff. But no, adult Eric um, did enjoy it. He enjoyed it a lot. Um, yeah, it, it... And, like... Adult Eric, also known as, as a kid, he would have loved this. That, that, was, that was the second part. <laughs> yeah, I knew that one was would, coming. Yeah, what, what would kid I, I guess think. what I was going to say is like, oh, if I had kids, uh, they'd, be, they'd be watching this film. Yeah, it, it's, um, a, it's, it's a great one. It's just really lovely. Um, there's and,
1: nothing offensive in it or any... like. No. I think shit is said once.
0: And Penis breath.
1: Yeah, like that's <laughs> it. Like the, and, and That's you know.
0: that's all, I think, yeah. yeah
1: there, there's the one part, like I do remember as a kid... I I got freaked out at at the very beginning when E. T. um... There were two points. I I always used to hate the moment when E. T. is running to catch his ship, just because it made me sad. Yes, Paul, and he's scared a,
0: for him. He's basically just screaming, and yeah, you know would, he's not going to make yeah, it. Yeah, as a little
1: kid, I, I would get scared for him. Yes. Um, and then the moment when Elliot like stumbles upon him in the cornfield is, and they both scream. That yes, used, and it's. Got this wonderful little sequence where it, there's, like, almost three little jump cuts to, like, different jagged angles on Elliot. It's yeah, really Elliot interesting... just looking
0: off in weird directions. Yeah, yeah, it's an
1: interesting editing choice, and it's just kind of jarring. Yes. And, um, yeah, that always used to freak me out as a kid. Yeah, and the
0: first real reveal of of um of AT, definitely. Yeah. I, I do remember even as a kid, I found, not scary, but just, just yeah, pretty off-putting little thing. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. Ooh. No, it was, yeah, no, it was, yeah. Young Eric would have loved it.
1: Nice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like it, and I'm like, oh, this would have been a good one to grow up on and Mm -hmm. have fond memories attached to but it still holds up as an adult. Yeah. So that's that's a good... Because some, yeah, some
1: definitely don't. Um, (laughs) It, It was one where, like, watching it this time, I was wondering if this was possibly the film that created the trope of kids on bikes. Yes. That populated all 80s films and whenever you want to do nostalgia for 80s either whether like you know the examples being Super 8 or Stranger, Stranger things, things like yeah. it's kids on BMX bikes Yeah, I- I'm wondering if this was I mean obviously kids in the 80s rode around on yeah, BMX yeah. bikes but I'm wondering if this film kind of helps solidify that as a kind of cinematic trope
0: yeah, because I'm trying. I mean, I
1: can't y- think. It's 1982. It's pretty early yeah, yeah. on.
0: So, and we, I mean, which other ones? Lost Boys, right? Those. See, that's
1: 87. Yeah, maybe. they roll around
0: on bikes and that, they don't they. Yeah, but um, that's. But you know, know, five yeah, 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 thinking yeah. of that, like.
1: I mean, Goonies. I think possibly I, I BMX Bandits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: of course. Yeah, the original It. They roll around on bikes and
1: that. Yeah, but that's 1990. even, yeah. So yeah, it's. Yep. I'm going to call it. E.T. He's Shouldn't called it. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs>
0: yeah. I think that's fair enough. We'll, yeah. we'll lock that in for now. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and the other thing that, like, I, I suppose, with analysis of this mm. film, like, you know, using that in yeah, quotations, yeah. Um, you even brought it up at one point when they arrive at the playground... Um, with all their kids, and E.T.'s in the back of the van. Yeah. There's some people who try and pin a Christ allegory onto E.T. Yeah, he looks so Jesus-y. <laughs> yeah, and he's just risen from the grave. Yeah.
0: Oh, I, see, I didn't even connect that. Yeah, was...
1: yeah there, there's literal, like, papers and stuff. Of I could imagine they would Doing be. an entire, like, Christ analogy base around this, which... Spielberg's like, I'm Jewish. <laughs> like, I don't believe you. I don't Jesus. believe you, Rose. I was doing this satirically. Yeah. So that's just coincidental, damn it. <laughs>
0: yeah. No. um... Yeah. That was that was a funny
1: scene. Yeah. That that holds no water. That argument, I think. But yeah, that scene is just. Such a weird choice. Like, there's no, just, yeah, it's such a, just, no need for so much smoke and weirdness. And yeah. why is he draped in well, a like blanket? He's got his
0: blanket on still. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's consistent. He did wrap him up. He wrapped him up in a blanket. So good the consistency. Continuity.
1: guy was all over he's it.
0: Like, no, we need a blanket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Damn it, Stephen! In the lot, <laughs> He had a blanket on. Um. The 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 other kind of thing that I noticed um this time um. That I really kind of marveled in was the cinematography, mm. in particular. Like, obviously, this is a film about kids, for kids, made from the perspective of uh, kids.
0: Yeah, With the camera angles low? Were they constant? Yeah. It is
1: the eye line is direct with Elliot and the kids. Actually, and, and there EG. are a
0: lot of crotch shots.
1: Yeah, the entire yes. film is shot <laughs> from the perspective of a child.
0: Because yeah, I guess if you think about um, the the government agents tracking through the forest, every every shot is of the guy's keys. Yeah. Is that just so you're not looking at his groin? Uh, the keys well, it's don't, also the, it's keys also the never...
1: signifier to key him, pick, single him out later. As but
0: they don't even show his keys later, do
1: they? Yeah, they do when he's putting on the suit. Oh, right? His keys right. Go on. right, well that's yeah. the other yeah. interesting. thing. Because I was
0: looking out heavily for those keys. I'm like, they'll they'll be in. I think
1: we were talking right when it happened. Yeah, we I tried right. to quickly point it yeah. out, but yeah, it's. <laughs> Because that's—I mean—the keys, the, the keys are the signifier for that, that character. Individual. To the point of that, his character name is Keys. Even
0: wow. Okay, um, they really wanted to round that one home. <laughs> because
1: there's no other adult characters in the film other than Elliot's mother. Yeah. To the to the absolute extent that n- you never see another adult's face until an hour twenty into the film. Yeah, because the
0: teacher's face. Because that was the other one. Never on see. You never see the teacher's the only, face. Only
1: uh, the first time you get a reveal of another. Adult's face is when Keys walks in, and you get to see his face finally, and that's yeah. at an hour twenty and, uh, wow. thirty minutes before the end. Yeah, of that's film. pretty cool. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, because everything's just like even the shots in the cupboard, Et's yeah. cupboard, they're all at Et's level.
1: Everything is from yeah, a low. Their... Every shot on the mother is from a low angle. It's it's crazy.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. There's it's just the subtle,
1: subtle Spielberg. You're a good director. <laughs> yeah, well
0: played, Mister. And that people didn't notice. Yeah, that's, that's the impressive one. That like. I pick up on some things like that. You, you definitely would. But, um... Yeah, I definitely... On, on first watch through, it didn't, like, jump out to me that... Ooh, no, no, They're no. using kids' first eye camera. Yeah, no, it's just
1: this little yeah. nice flair that yeah, yeah no. he's put in. Um, I don't know. I got a few other little bits of kind of random mm. info and stuff. Like, no,
0: I'm always up for random info. Um,
1: in terms of, like... I, I enjoy the story of how this kind of came about.
0: The movie in general?
1: Yeah, um... Spielberg originally came up with the idea for this film um, when he was editing Close Encounters. Yeah. Um, I'll be super vague there. What year was Close Encounters? 77. Same year as Star Wars, actually. Ah, okay. Um, He, yeah, so... It has to do with the ending of Close Encounters, and he had the idea of what if... An Alien was left on Earth. Yep. Like, that would be an interesting story to kind of examine. Yeah. And uh, he kind of started spitballing the idea while they were on the set of Razor Lost Ark, which was yep. 19... Shooting in 1980, came out in 1981. Yeah, I was going to say that. Um, and who he was chatting with about is screenwriter Melissa, Melissa Matheson, who is credited with the screenplay for E.T., yep. who at the time was married to Harrison Ford. So she was on the set all the time, and so they yeah, were just... Yeah, okay. So basically, the script for E.T. was written on the set of Raiders of the Lost Ark, with Spielberg dictating and breaking down the story with her, and then she would go off during the day while they were shooting, yep. write the script, and then spitball with him in the evening. Wow. Yeah. So does
0: she have a, um, a history of
1: writing at that stage? I'm not too sure. I'll, look, I'll quickly look up. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I just found that kind of interesting. Yeah, so that she was um, Harrison Ford's first first wife, I
0: think. Of how many? I just... don't know.
1: I know he's been with Calista Flockhart. for I like a very long time. Are well, they still together? Still they? together. They're
0: good on them. I remember that when they got. I don't know. That's because Ally McBeal was still mm. a thing.
1: Oh, she uh, <laughs> right before uh, she had one credit prior with The Black Stallion, which was oh, produced yeah. by Francis Ford Coppola in 1979. Then after that, uh, she did a segment in the Twilight Zone movie, um, yep. Indian in the Cupboard. Yeah. She wrote Kundun for Scorsese. Um, so, what year are we up to now? That was 97. Then she didn't do anything until last year when she wrote the BFG for Spielberg. Really? And then she unfortunately passed away.
0: Oh. Yeah. Well, it <laughs> on us. a <laughs> note. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, um... E.T. has a happy ending. Yeah, exactly. Kind of. Like, yeah, well, I mean,
1: everyone dies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... Yep. I, I just found the kind of genesis of that kind of interesting. Yeah. And to the point of, uh, Harrison Ford was in the movie originally. Really? As keys? No, uh, as the principal in Elliot's school. Uh. There was a scene, uh, it's on the... Blu-ray and the DVD and the deleted scenes and everything. Like, you can see footage of it's it. It's actually filmed and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, but it's one of those scenes where, because it hadn't hit the hour-20 mark, you never see his face.
0: Oh, okay. They but just he, have him talking to the mum or something.
1: No, it's like him chastising Elliot, but then E.T. does weird stuff and makes, like, the chair levitate while his oh, yeah. back's turned. It's it's kind of a schlocky scene, yeah. but it's Harrison Ford as the principal <laughs> in E.T. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess the... What we did with this last, uh, with the previous episode when we looked at Top Gun was I kind of had done a little bit of research in terms of like the box office figures and kind of mm, where it yeah. stands and it's kind of reception, I guess. Yes. Um, so I've looked up those for this one. Yeah, again. that'd be quite interesting. Um, with, like the one that was mind boggling to me was it sat on a, uh, it was a $10.5 million budget. Which is pretty big at the time, isn't it? Pretty big at the time, but like compared to like... yeah. Jurassic World, is like the one that I always go to, because I hate that movie. <laughs> oh, I
0: quite enjoyed it just because it's silly fun. Oh, it's I mean, so
1: <laughs> Raptors versus terrorists on a motorbike. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that was like two hundred million dollar budget. Yeah, and ET was ten. <laughs> what
0: about relative to today,
1: though? That's true. Like that's I,
0: that's what yeah. I. That's where I. Mm. I'm not sure. I. Would yeah. assume for then ten. But was I, I think it.
1: because of modern day budgets being so big, I mean, whenever I see something that has such a small budget, yeah. I'm just like,
0: "Oh, uh, what?" I mean, didn't grown ups cost like three hundred million or something? Oh god, don't, that yeah. tax fraud. Yeah. <laughs> 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 god. <laughs> I mean, how many trees did they? How many times that to film Kevin James smashing into a tree
1: before they got it just right? <laughs> but yeah, so the film, like it. We would mentioned at the beginning of the episode how it's, it was like a cultural touchstone and like this massive yeah. thing. Uh, it's lifetime gross. It was $792.9 million. Okay. Uh, adjusted for inflation, that's $1.261 billion. <laughs> All right. <laughs> at cinemas. At cinemas? At cinemas. Okay. Adjusted for inflation, it is the... Hu- Fourth highest grossing film of all time. Wow. Yeah. At cinemas? At cinemas. uh, I think in part because still to this day, it holds the record for the longest theatrical run. Really? It continued to do so well and was so popular, Mm. it stayed in cinemas for 12 months. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) That's how much of Like icon and an impact this film I can't believe it was worth keeping in cinemas that long. Wow, adjusted for inflation, $1.26 billion. Wow. Oh. Adjusted for inflation, it made more money than Titanic and Avatar. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's fourth, I think, behind uh, Gone with the Wind and Star Wars and something else. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's um, pretty damn impressive. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I would not have put it that high. I mean, I would have expected good, but... Right. Not that. No. <laughs> yeah. Very.
1: Um. It was nominated for nine Academy Awards, including Best Picture, Best Director, Best Screenplay, like all of those. Yeah. It ended up winning four, uh, mostly for, mostly yeah, okay. for technical, like the special effects. Yep. The. And uh, most importantly, John Williams for the score. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say, did did the music win? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the the other thing that I thought I uh, was nice and deserving was in 1994, it was inducted into the National Film Registry. Yes. Like, yeah. of of course. Yeah. It yeah is. I think it passed
0: through. Really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, that was um, that was a, that was a good one. That'll um, that'll be much better than some of the others we'll end up watching.
1: Yeah, that being said, I think it's. I'm looking forward to some of the others. We've like, got e- some, even goodies. as stupid as, the, as some of these future ones are going to be.
0: The next little batch should be okay. Yeah,
1: they might not lend to as an in depth of an ana- of an analysis as that was. No, <laughs> I mean, well,
0: hey, we saw we analyzing Top Gun was very different.
1: Yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> Each
0: film's going to be its yeah, own it, beast. I guess. Yeah, exactly right. They're um. judge them for what they are yeah and and what you enjoyed out of them so
1: well do you want to explain how we're going to choose the next one
0: yeah so we've made a short list of what we feel are probably the the next 20 most important ones to for us to to work our way through and we've um, we've also got an upside down top hat Mm -hmm. and we're going to pull pull one out of that top hat so Chris if you'll Pull one out for us. I now. think I'm
1: gonna shake the, shake it around. I think yeah, you should do the honour of picking one out oh, yeah, since yeah, these yeah, are fair the... enough. This is me. Yep. Yeah.
0: So we've got we've got quite a variety of films in here. But next week we are going to be doing Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Awesome. Yeah. I can't wait. So that um yeah, I'm I'm intrigued. I've just seen the famous images of um the uh, Who plays the guy handcuffed to Roger half the time? Bob Hoskins. It is Bob Hoskins. It is Bob I was going to say Bob Hoskins. Yeah. I, I just got that famous still image of them in the car, <laughs> oh, handcuffed yeah. to each other. Um, yeah. It, so that is one I know very little about, except technologically it was pretty impressive at the time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and so I guess back-to-back Spielberg. So it was one... Yeah. He, he, you know, he didn't direct. It was Robert Zemeckis, but he... Yep and
0: things but we have more than just Spielberg's the yeah secret. no
1: it, it, trust us it is a wide and varied <laughs> it's, list it's very
0: varied there's
1: <laughs> it's eclectic we'll say there's,
0: there's horror I think there's rom-com in there there's definitely action <laughs> there's
1: flat out romance there's, there's flat out romance there's some dramas yeah, there's, there's, yeah. It's, there's all sorts of yeah,
0: stuff so yeah. there'll be a fair bit of variety so um no good that, that'll that be a good one to do next
1: yeah um well I guess other than that we'll wrap it up for this yeah. week uh mm-hmm. looking at E.T. Um, yeah, if, if you uh, feel so inclined, uh, feel free to follow me on Twitter. You can find me at Criterion Quest, which is uh, the Twitter handle that I use. It's also uh, the name of the other podcast I do called The Criterion Quest, uh, which Eric has been a regular guest on. Uh, So if you're looking for uh, a a podcast that deals with more, say, arty films... Yeah, yeah, (laughs) critically acclaimed. Yeah, it's a series where we, uh, myself and another co-host, Tom, were working our way through the entire Criterion collection. Uh, Other than that, if you um, feel free to head to thetalkingpictures.com to have a look at some film reviews that I write there, and I guess...
0: Yeah, we'll uh, see you next time on... um, You haven't seen that?
1: on your hotline
0: The young boy's dream Don't wake me
1: up too soon Gonna take a ride across the moon You and me
0: Turn on your heart light now Turn on your heart light
1: now Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library.